Matt Step. We're now four days, five days, I guess, post realignment. How have you recovered? I'm still not recovered. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tupper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber for this podcast, which I know you value so dearly. A podcast you've been looking forward to for two years, basically. It's a realignment post-game show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a realignment post-game show. Uh, we won't do another one of these for two years. It's a special, special show. It is a special show because we're going to be breaking down realignment, which was uh it, it almost feels like the season because usually in the off-season we only do shows once a month. I feel like I just saw you like and four let me days be, ago. And let, me, and let me be very clear about something. Um, this is like the last interesting episode of Tep and Step. Until oh, June. A terrible sales job. Until June. <laughs> it's the truth, though. Right? You know, people like coaching changes. They a lot of coaching changes, coaching but, like, changes. this is, like, I mean, we're really in our bag now. Like, this is decidedly yeah. in our bag. You know, this is where we this is where we live. This is. This is. I mean, if we get more head, co- if we get more, not head coaches, if we get more uh, coaches having screenshots of direct messages oh, to players put on Twitter, we might, <laughs> we might have plenty to it talk has, about. I'll tell you this. Let's Let's start with this conversation. Um, do you do you feel like it's been a petty off season so far? Yeah, it feels like it's been very spicy. Oh, realignment was petty. It's like, very guys petty. are like so and so dropped me. I need a game. Yes, that's what's so amazing <laughs> is that you had it was it was very much like hey it wasn't hey I need a week four game. We got dropped. It was this team dropped me. Yeah. I need a week four game. These buttholes drop me. I need a game. Yes. And substitute butt for another word. Exactly. Yeah. It was really, I don't know, like, we were It was cooking. interesting. We're cooking. <laughs> it, 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 it was interesting. Really? And I tweeted this and some guys got in their feelings about it because, but it's true. You can be an observer of people at UIL realignment yes. and really tell how guys feel about their teams. Yep. Because guys' body language and, and when certain teams approach him, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that guy didn't feel good about his team. Or, or that guy thinks he's going to be pretty good because he's willing. You, know, you, can, you can see a lot of things. You can just absolutely. Because you can't hide body language. You can say what you want to say, but you can't hide the body it's language. A great, and, it's a great day for sociology. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, this is your February off-season edition of Tepper. Early stuff. February. Early February. We're Catching me before I go back to Canada. I'll take like a month off now. Um, yeah, over a month. Yeah. I don't think our next episode will be Tom back from Canada. Yeah. Like middle of March. Okay. Um, but we got a lot to talk about. We got realignment we to talk about. Um, realignment will carry us for a while. There's, pl- that's, <laughs> oh, there's plenty. It's, it's the <laughs> oasis in the off-season really desert. It is great. It is great. Cause like, uh, I know people are probably sick of hearing about this, uh, but we are, um, but in non-realignment years, this is a rough episode. Yeah. February. There's still a lot of coaching changes, or a decent amount of coaching changes normally. But March... We get into magazine prep a little earlier, too. March and April gets a little... Yeah. That's when, remember, we have, like, uh, our friend from the, the future. <laughs> yeah, our friend from the future <laughs> there's a lot visits of, us. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of bits. A lot of bits yeah, in the off-season yeah. to get us through. Uh, but we don't need any bits today, because we have realignment to talk about. We're going to yeah. be breaking down realignment winners, losers, and districts we are interested in coming up here in just a moment. But first, Matthew, we will start, as we always do, with our Texas high school football Fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Oh, mm. those sweet, sweet meat sticks. Special shout out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's promo code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. They were a realignment winner. 
I always. Always a real honor. We need our new shipment of country meats. We haven't gotten our tour. Yeah, tour country meats, friends. Yeah, uh, what's going on? Holler, holler at your boy. Shipment. Matt Stepp, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. How many? So the UIL just rolled out. Uh, it's 192 new districts, but we will focus on the 160. Um, yeah, 160 11-man districts. Sure, UIL sure. districts. Mm-hmm. How many of them are comprised entirely of teams that made the playoffs in 2023. Ooh. How many districts had every team are comprised entirely of 2023 playoff teams? I'm going to say zero. The answer is not zero. Oh. The answer is six. Wow. Okay. Six districts. We'll go from smallest to largest. Let's do it. 16-2A Division Two. LaVia, Agua Dolce, Ben Bolt, Bruni, and Woodsboro all made the playoffs. So there's one. Okay. 2A um, D1 had one, I think. Is that right? No. Uh, so And then a 3A D2. There was... I had this here. 13-3A Division Two. Blanco, Rogers, mm. Lexington, Comfort, and Thrall all made the playoffs. Uh, this is kind of cheating, but District 3-3A Division Two, Crane, Alpine, Anthony, and Tornillo all made the playoffs, including mm-hmm. Tornillo at 0-10. 0-10. Yeah, yeah. 2-3A Division Two, Idaloo, Muleshoe, Lubbock, uh, Lubbock, Roosevelt, uh, Littlefield, and Slayton all made the playoffs. Boy, Slayton made the playoffs last year? Slayton went 2-9 and nine with a we- round one win loss to Shallow Water is how their season went. So congratulations to them is what we're saying Congrats here. Congrats to on the, the Tigers. That's exactly right. Uh, and then there was a couple in 4A Division <clears throat> two. Really? All in 4A? All the way up in 4A. Um, At first I thought 16 4A, but Kingsville didn't make the playoffs no. last year. There is one will not surprise you. 12 4A Division two. Lorena, China Spring, La Vega, Connelly, Gatesville, and Robinson. Robinson went 5 and 6. Okay. okay. And... and they lost to Quero in the first <coughs> round, twenty-four to three. That's Game right, they did. Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. Because speaking of Quero, the other one is fifteen four A Division two. Quero, Sinton, Ingleside, Robstown, and Rockport Fulton, okay. all playoff teams last year. Six districts that were UIL playoff teams in twenty twenty-three. More that, than I thought. Six more than I thought. Six more than you thought. There it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Okay, Matthew, we got to do one thing before we get okay. going. Hope, um, hope this works. Y- like we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of folks who are, um, who live and die by re- UIL realignment. They, they're big mm-hmm. high school football fans. They're wondering where their team uh, went, and uh, and one of the teams that I think got a, um, you know, I think actually considering they opted up, I would say that the Liberty Panthers opting up worked for them. I think opting up worked for them. They land in district. As I continue to swing is it through, nine four A Division two. That sounds ten. right. Nine four A Division one. I think it is. Oh yeah, sorry. Ten four A Division one. Yeah, yeah it's ten four A Division one. Uh, they land there with uh, the Liberty Panthers, Lumberton, Vider, Little Cypress, Mauriceville, Livingston, Bridge, Bridge City, Huffman, Hargrave, Liberty, and Hardin Jefferson. Now, that's not an easy district. No, but. Considering they were in a district with West Orange Stark and Silsby and Jasper, and Jasper yeah. this is probably a softer landing. Well, there's one person in our lives, a mutual friend of ours, who is uh, a big, a big supporter of the um, of the, the Liberty Panthers. The mighty li- former Liberty quarterback. Former Liberty quarterback Hudson Standish of 247 Sports. And so, and he does not know we're doing this. No. We're going to call him. And get his instant reaction. Let's, let's see if he answers. You want to put on some headphones so you can hear him? Oh, can I? Okay. Yeah, I think you should be able to hear him. We're going to call Hudson Standish here live on Tap and Step. Let's see if this works. It's very loud. Calling Hudson Standish live on Tap and Step. I hope this goes well. Hello? Hudson. Hudson, do you read us? Yes, I got oh you. Oh, my Let's gosh. Go. We're joined by Hudson Standish uh, live on Tep and Step. Hello, Hudson. Can you hear me? Let's go. I've got you both now. This, Thank you. Oh, what, a, what a beautiful fabulous. day. Fabulous. Uh, we are we are calling you from the, uh, the, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Studios because what we need is your reaction to 10-4A Division I and the fate of your Liberty Panthers. 
I think we're going to win state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It. Let's go. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not inclined to disagree. Everybody knows 4AD2, really tough. Going up a division, that helps. Yeah. So I think we're going to take the entire thing. We're just going to win the whole damn thing, aren't we, Hudson? Yeah. So uh, it's a really intriguing district. I, you know, I'm I'm pretty thrilled about it. You've got some got some teams that I would consider rivals. Some interesting opposition. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty thrilled about it. It's the first realignment that I've been happy with since I think I was in middle school maybe so uh now and, and of course you are uh noted former liberty star quarterback uh hudson standish do you do you feel like do you feel like this is going to this this new draw is going to be able to open up the offense for the panthers and really allow this uh this 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 offense to cook yeah absolutely absolutely i think look there's i mean we all kind of understand what uh Liberty and I believe uh, Harden Jefferson mm-hmm. did opting up to Division One. Sure, but sure. that's what great heels do. And this is straight out of the wrestling playbook. <laughs> uh, to be the man, you've got to run away from the uh, four top ten teams in your uh, classification. Mm-hmm. I kind of love it. I think that it's going to be awesome. Okay, so so just to be clear, you are you are installing um, Liberty as not just your preseason champion. But your preseason heel champion. Yes, absolutely. I think I, I, I think, think Liberty that, thrives in the heel role too. Yeah. I mean, Hudson has proven yeah, this at yeah, State absolutely. Seven on Seven. He proved this. No, we're we're uh, I you know if we get to the playoffs, it's going to be awesome. To to stop with the ironic you know talk. If we get to the playoffs, I would be pretty thrilled. Okay. Okay. Um, shout out, how, how's two lunch doing? Can you give shout shout out to two lunch? Yeah, shout out to my boy two lunch. Um, Let's y'all go. can probably guess why he was named two lunch. Um, I, I would need three guesses, but I really only need one. Probably. That's right. Shout out to you, Lunch. <laughs> uh, he's Hudson Standish. See his fine work on 247 Sports. Thanks. thanks and he's our, Liberty, he's our Liberty Panthers insider. Thanks, Hudson. Yes. Appreciate you, bud. Bye, Hudson. Love you. There he goes. Love you guys. Hudson Standish. A uh, liber- our, uh, former Liberty star quarterback right. joining us here to talk. Beat Brownwood at State 7 on 7 one year. Yeah. I mean, listen. You got a cannon like that. I mean, this, dropping dimes. Uh, that that could not have worked out better. It was a little rough start, but we got it. You we, don't the worry. Technology. Hey, I will edit that out now that now that we got him on the air. I'm going to edit that out. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world, delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app, just like other popular delivery services, and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. Fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. Um, okay, so we're going to go through, and we're going to talk a little realignment, Matthew. There's a lot to break down. And what, what, what I want to start, we're going to have three categories. Sure. Okay? Winners, losers, and then districts that you're interested in. And we'll get, when we get to the, di- the districts we're interested in, I, I want to categorize it in the same way that we categorize when we do our game draft of for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be the best district, but it just has to be a district that you are interested in, that you want to, that you're, you are intrigued to see how it plays out. Sure, so that's sure, what we're sure. So what we're going to do is we're going to start, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to start with winners. Let's start okay. with winners. Okay. The teams that you think from realignment 2024, you can find all the brackets, all, all the the breakdown at texasfootball.com by the way more realignment content than you can shake a stick at absolutely so matt step who's your first winner of the 2024 uil realignment this is a group of teams okay winners yeah it can, it can be yeah we're, we're my first group of winners these aren't all groups but this is a group mm-hmm. the rio Grande valley 6a schools mm-hmm. because we it was pretty much universal in all the projections that the valley was going to go from having two entire districts to one district and then a half district with Laredo. Mm-hmm. Instead, the UIL did something that I've not seen done in the largest classification in a long time. They made a five-team district in Class 6A. Mm-hmm. 32-6A with Harlingen, Los Fresnos, Brownsville Veterans, Brownsville Hanna, 
and San Benito. Five-team district. And then they have a six-team district right next to it. So you have 11 schools in the Valley taking up two entire districts. In addition, Laredo is a winner because other than Benita Valley, they kept their district with Del Rio and Eagle Pass. So I think the six A's along the border of Texas and the the southern border of Texas and Mexico, the six A's, Mm -hmm. huge winners because they they were in three districts instead of two. So big winners for everybody around. I would say I think that you're right. And you look at like very surprised the UIL did that, by the way. So a lot of this, you know, one of the things you've got to remember about about realignment is that it's all a puzzle one one district informs the other and informs the other it's all a trickle kind of down up sideways it's a trickle effect and this all to me comes back to medina valley to district 36a that's what this is about because i wonder this is i wonder i wonder if the uil i wonder who approached whom because there's no way, I don't th- think there's any way the UIL would have put Medina Valley into that District 36A without at least giving them a heads up. Sure. Right? Just based on the, the conversations that... Because you can easily put Medina Valley in a San Antonio, San Antonio area. District. And, and just, even, even the, was it 29-6A yeah. with Steel and East Central? Yeah. Like kind of that outer, outer loop San Antonio, Medina Valley would fit... Easily there throw, now. Throw them in there, and you're done. You're done. But location-wise, Manita Valley is the closest Greater San Antonio 6A to Laredo Eagle Pass yes. Del Rio. They're on the southwest side of San, Ant- well, more west of San Antonio, but southwest of San Antonio. And so I wonder. Here again, this is what I wonder. I wonder if the UIL went to Medina Valley and said, "Hey, what would you think about this?" And I wonder if if Medina Valley said, "Okay." We could do that because that is a for Medina Valley from a competitive perspective, they're going to be co-favored to win it's the pretty district. Soft landing for you know? for them going up to six yes. A. Absolutely, this is very similar to what we happened two years ago when Brownwood, when the UIL kind of said, "Hey, you guys, cool, it's going to Lubbock and Andrews." Yeah, sure, we're good. Yeah, we can do yeah. that. It worked out. But as a result, that has that trickle down effect mm-hmm. where now you do not have to send one of the Valley schools up to Laredo. Yeah, which would allow you to say, okay, we're going to break you guys up into two. And it also, if they would have com- condensed the the Valley down, it would have created an extra district in one of the major metro areas. Yes. Probably, I, my guess would have been in the DFW area. Mm-hmm. But it's plausible San Antonio could have gotten an extra district. Yeah. Houston could have gotten an extra district. So um, that has a trickle-down effect across the board. Yeah, I, I think that that is, uh, that is very true. So anyway, that is one that I think uh, I think that's a good pick for, for a winner in, in the Rio Grande Valley. Mine is going to be – I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. And, and by the way, this is in no particular order, I should say. Mine is not necessarily a team that – Got got put in an easy district, but I think it's what they avoided, and it's like the the cost benefit of that, and that mm. is Hewitt Midway. Oh yeah, Hewitt Midway. I think got up and looked at the alignments at nine oh one a.m. on Thursday, and they wiped their brow and they high fived each other and said, "All right, boys, yeah, we're okay." Yeah, because for Midway, there was I think. A scenario, and there have been scenarios in the past. They where, have gone north. Where yeah. they go sent north, and mm-hmm. they get sent to, let's be real, get fed. They to, get sent to the lion's den. To Duncanville, DeSoto, that South Dallas yeah, corridor. At all. Walks at Hatchie, Cedar Hill. Yeah. They, get, they get fed to them, and they have to travel. Instead, they land in District 12, 6A, stay in Central Texas, and they get to deal with, again, not an easy district. I mean, they're going to have to deal with Harker Heights. They're going to have to deal with Temple, right? The Shoemaker, Colleen, the Brian. Colleen, yeah, Brian. It's not an easy district by any means. But considering the alternative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the alternative, I would say for Hugh and Midway, there were two options here, and this is by far the better option. Yes. The, the thing about Midway, when Midway was open, I had a bunch of coaches text and call, and the first thing they asked about Midway wasn't what kind of job is it, How's the superintendent? What kind of talents are turning? The first question every potential candidate for that midway job asked me was, where do you think they're going in realignment? Mm-hmm. Like that was the mm-hmm. number one question. So that's how it was a good day. It, could, it was not the dream scenario. No. The dream scenario for midway would have been if we had that condensing of districts that we talked about in South Texas, that would have opened up a district in Region 4. 
if 126A would have become 256A and 126A would have become an extra DFW district, that would have been the dream scenario. Get out of Region region 2. Get away from – because even though Midway's district is is manageable, by district you still got to play 116A. And that's – that's a tall, tall order. But it was a good day. It yeah. wasn't a great day for Midway, but it was a good day. A very good day, yeah. So, anyway, I think Midway is one of my winners. Who's your next winner, Matthew? I'm going to stay in South Texas. Another winner that I thought <coughs> was the Alice Coyotes mm-hmm. uh, in District 15, 5A, Division Two. Alice moving up from Class 4A. Had a great year in a J.R. Castellano in, their, in his first year at the helm. I believe they went 10-3. and three. Last year, or 11, they went to the third round of the playoffs, had a great year in 4A Division One, Moving up to 5A Division Two. most of us thought Alice would probably be with the CCISD schools, maybe Victoria uh, Victoria West, Gregory Portland. Pretty tough district, you know, mm-hmm. with Miller in there, good district. Instead, Alice gets shifted south into a five-team district mm-hmm. with um, – fellow Rio Grande with some Rio Grande, Rio Grande Valley schools. So Alice is in the coastal bend. For those of you who don't know where Alice is, Alice is about 40 miles southwest of Corpus Christi, give or take. Uh, so they got shifted south on Highway 281 down to the uh, Rio Grande Valley where they're in a five-team district. And I think uh, if you're if you're an Alice fan, you're pretty happy despite moving up because you're in a district that you feel like you can compete in. You know, Sherryland, Veterans Memorial, Pioneer, Roma, good teams, all four mm-hmm. Solid teams, but I think Alice feels like they can probably be in the mix for the district championship. The other bonus here is the by district matchup. You're paired up with District 16, which is another real Grand Valley district. Mm-hmm. So if you're Alice, you're looking at this, you're like, man, if we get the number one seed, we've got a pretty good draw maybe to play Thanksgiving weekend in Class 5A. And considering they're moving up, that's a pretty pretty nice landing for the Coyotes. Yeah, I would say that overall things broke pretty well for uh, for the Coyotes. I think that that that's a pretty pretty soft landing for them overall. So I think that is uh, that's pretty good. All right, I'm gonna go. All right, yeah. I think Stephenville's a big winner. I think yeah. Stephenville is a really had a really nice day on Thursday, and we were talking. Uh, I saw I saw Sterling Doty at UIL realignment at Birdville beforehand. And I said, "Hey, you know, what are you thinking?" And he's like, "Look, you know, with us, we're we're on we're on the we're on kind of the razor's edge of so many different things. We can go region one, we can go region two, we can mm-hmm. be sent west, we can set, be sent east, we can be, be sent southeast. Like, there's a variety of different places, and in the end." They do get sent southeast, kind of. I mean, really, you know, it's with more due south, really due south, with Burnett, Lampasas, Marble Falls, and then of course Rival Brownwood. Yeah, kind of a Highway 281 yeah. district. Let's take a step back, and I'll just tell you. Yeah, I think that for for them, um, like for uh, for for Stephenville, I think being in a district with Brownwood is great. Like, just like remove the, what that means. From like a from like how tough is the district perspective, I think it is good for Texas high school football that these yes. two teams are in the same district. I think that's great. Yeah, hopefully that game is week eleven, and hopefully yeah. it's for the district championship. I, that would be an ideal. And I might be at that game if yeah. that happens. I think that's a great Friday night yeah. game if it's four four a division one. They yeah. get, they love dinner. More importantly, we knew that there was going to be a breakup of that district of kind of Central Texas, the La Vega, the China Spring, because mm-hmm. it was kind of a banned ship from four division. Yeah, because La Vega and China Spring dropped uh, to uh, Division Two. Yeah, exactly. So. so we knew it was going to get blown up. I think to shift over to Region One is a big, big, big deal, and especially oh, yeah. considering Decatur and Springtown move over to Region Two, mm-hmm. you flop places with them. Uh, right now. Sports gun to your head. It's Stephenville and West Plains in Region One, right? In some order. In Brownwood. In Brownwood. I think we could see two Stephenville Brownwood games next year. Yeah, I think there's a fair chance. We almost saw Stephenville Brown. We we weren't that far away from a Stephenville Brownwood state semifinal this year. Right. So. So I mean, you look at yeah. Right now, you're exactly right. If you look at the computer rankings from last year, in Region One, the top three are Stephenville, Brownwood, Canyon, West Plains, and inland passes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Now look again. Four four A Division One is by far the power nexus of that district of yes. that region. Yes. But like to land in that in a five team district, 
you know, it's probably making non-district. Week six scheduling. is Stephenville. It's at, 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 I just texted Sterling Doty. They still have not found a week six yeah. game. They're talking to they're talking to West Plains actually. Yeah, they might they're have talking to. to a school from Louisiana. So, so if that is the case, like that's a pain. But at the same time, to move over to Region One and to land in that district, I think is a. I think Stephenville had a really nice day. Agreed. They had a really really nice day. All right, give me one more winner. Let's go to North Texas, Greg Tepper, in Class 2A Division One, where the Tioga Bulldogs live. Yeah. Uh, had a great year under first-year head coach Zach Birdwell. Went 9-4, and four, went to the third round of the playoffs last year. And Tioga kind of lands basically in the same district they were in, except they have Wolf, Wolf City moves over from Region 3 into District 6-2A Division One. Uh, Wolf City's a good, solid team. But I think Tioga's a big winner because of the season they had last year. And when I look at Region 2 and 2A Division One. Mm-hmm. Who's the favorite? Yeah. I think you can make a strong case. Tioga may enter the year as the favorite in 2A Division One Region 2. Wow. Yeah. So I think I think they got a favorable regional draw. The district's mm-hmm. the same, and Nakona is going to be tough. Coleman is going to be good. Again, Wall City solid. Axtell, Italy, solid teams, but no teams that you're just like, man, we, Tioga can't play with those teams. No. I think Tioga is right there in the mix as a potential regional regional contender into a division division one region two. So, for for the regional draw, I think Tioga is a big winner. Yeah, I think that's that's probably uh, that's probably fair. I think I think they 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 landed pretty well. All right, that's that's interesting too. There's a few different places you can go as far as winners are concerned. One of them. I'll tell you who I'm not going to choose. Uh, I think I think honorable mention here: Bay City and El Campo to swing over to Region Four. I think yes, is that, a, that was a good very, day for them. Very yeah. nice day for them. And getting away from Chapel Hill, Kilgore, Lindale. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Getting away from those East Texas teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have to deal with teams like Davenport and you know Austin LBJ and Cal Allen. But yeah, like, Region Four and Four A Division One got super interesting really quick. Yeah, it did. It was a, it's a very it's a very unique kind of circumstance. But I'm going to go, <laughs> as far as a winner is concerned, I would go with, and boy, it's been, a, it's been a while since we talked about these teams as being like big realignment winners, but how about the new Fort Worth 5A Division I teams, okay? Specifically for Chisholm Trail and for Pascal. Oh, Rickland Holmes was fired up. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is those guys. I, I tweeted about this too. Guys that get favorable district draws kind of have to hold their poker face because they don't want to yeah. give like bulletin board material. But I'll say it. Rickland Holmes was probably floating out of Birdville oh. because instead of playing North Crowley and Trinity, he gets to play. No offense, to these teams, but it's different. They're playing Fort Worth Southwest. I mean, Fort Worth Pascal, Fort Worth Arlington Heights, yes. Saginaw. I mean, well, this know, is a huge triple tech. Like we knew they were dropping. We knew they were going to five A Division yes. One. But this this was a dream this scenario was for Chisholm Trail because there's a chance they're getting sent out to get to Alito. Think, yeah. quite, quite frankly, yeah. and instead they landed District Four Five A Division One, and I mean, Pascal's a playoff team in this district. I think Pascal's a playoff team. I think I think Chisholm Trail, depending on how you know how quickly he can get them back up to. to, to I think Chisholm Trail's a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, right now, Arlington Heights and and Wyatt are probably your See, two Wyatt favorites. Graduated a ton. Yeah, they're going to be rebuilding next year. I, I think, I think right now, if I'm looking at, I'm, I think it's I think it's Pascal. I think it's Chisholm Trail. I think it's Arlington Heights. And I think that fourth spot is 100% up for grabs. Maybe Saginaw? Like Saginaw has about It could be here? Saginaw. It could be Fort Worth Northside. Like it's – I mean, it is a wide-open district. Yes. And, and you're right. I mean, and now, by the way, look, you're, you want to win that district because you want to face the fourth-place team in District 3, which is Alito, Denton, Ryan, Richland, by the way. Uh, but I think if you are those two teams dropping down – this was about as soft of a landing as you can get. Yes. This was a really, really nice day. Yeah, Rickland Holmes had a good day on Thursday. Yes. He had a good day. So those are some 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 winners across the, the, the realignment spectrum. Absolutely. Now we have to have some, mm-hmm. some tough mm-hmm. conversations, folks. Yep. We have to talk about 
because not everybody, not, not, not everybody's a, a winner. Not everybody had a great day. Not everybody gets a trophy. Not everybody. Nobody gets the. Everybody doesn't get the realignment trophy. Uh, there are some. There are some society. teams that, uh, that 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 got hit hard. There um, are. May I start? You are more than welcome to start. I'm going to go start. I'm going to start first. Buddy, the rent has come due for Mansfield Timberview. Yeah. The rent has come due in a big way for Mansfield Timberview. Because that is a team that, if you remember, they were um, – they dropped from 5A Division One to 5A Division Two. Now, they were in a 5A Division One district with – was it Fort Worth ISD? No, they were with Dallas, Carrollton. Yeah. yeah. And they had – Richland and Birdville. Yeah. And they lost to Richland last year. Yeah. Richland and Birdville. They were 8-0, lost to Richland the last game, the next to the last game of the season, and, and then lo- they lost two of their last three yeah. games last year. They went 9-2 and two last year. They've, but they've, they've mostly dominated the la- their, their – Oh, the year before they were 13-1. Yeah, 13-1, and and yeah. right? So they drop down, and the UIL decides to cram nine teams into District 3-5A mm-hmm. Division Two, And so now – Timberview is going to be bunkmates, district bunkmates with Argyle. They're going to be district bunkmates with uh, with Colleyville Heritage, mm-hmm. with Mansfield Summit, with, which we could have seen coming. That was that was obvious. Yeah. But Grapevine, mm-hmm. E Block, mm-hmm. and Everman, uh, uh, the Colony, a tricky Arlington Seguin team. That a took, tricky Arlington. I think Seguin they beat team? Ennis and then mm-hmm. took Midlothian Heritage to overtime last year. Like. This was to me three five A Division two mm-hmm. is the deepest district in five A Division two. As far as teams dropping down is concerned, if you want to know how you drop down and yet your whole path gets tougher, that's this. Is this a, is exactly mm-hmm. how it happens. Because by the way, they're in Region one, where they're going to have to deal with Lovejoy, Melissa, Frisco, Emerson, Anna, Lubbock, Cooper. I mean, yeah. It's this was region, a hard landing. Region one and five A Division two went from being basically a very boring region yes. to now it's going to be a fun region to it's watch. The, come playoff it's the like arguably it's like the headliner. Yeah, it's, it's really. I mean, region two. I mean, obviously, there's like, depth yes. in five A Division two region one. Yes. There's a lot of good. We're not like we don't know what Wichita Falls Memorial and Wichita Falls Legacy are going to look like. Yeah, but. I have a feeling both are going to be pretty good as well. Yeah. Especially Memorial, because they've got the majority of the Ryder kids. Yeah. So now you're adding in Hershey kids. Like, Memorial, if they, if they gel, they're going to be a problem, too. Yeah, they absolutely So it's are. this is 5A Division Two, Region 1, going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. What about you, Matthew? Where are you going to go as far as teams that cut the short end of the stick? I, I don't think you can talk about a loser in UIL realignment without talking about the Joshua Owls. Buddy, this was brutal. This is probably, in my opinion, the biggest loser in UIL realignment. I wrote about it. Not everyone in Joshua was happy about it, but it's it's the truth. It's brutal. It was it's a brutal draw because and it, and it is it's 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 entirely because here's the we just talked about Mansfield Timberview and District Three Five A Division Two. I think if Joshua doesn't opt up, I don't think we see Three Five A Division Two as it's currently constructed. Mm-hmm. I think they split that district up in a different way because you have to add Joshua into that mix. Joshua would have been with 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 Everman, with Burleson, with with uh, you know Mansfield mm-hmm. Centerview, Mansfield Summit, Seguin. They would have had to split that district up. Joshua chose to opt up, and I get it. Their their thought was we can get into a district we might be more competitive in in Division One, especially if we go west. Yeah. So they chose to opt up, not for travel reasons, but for competitive reasons, yeah. much like Liberty and Harden-Jefferson. And it worked out for them. It did not work out for Joshua. No. Because they got thrown into a brutal Division One district that is also brutal from a travel standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. It Nothing was good for Joshua on Thursday. Now, some of the travel could be alleviated pending a UIL appeal. We know Lufkin is appealing mm-hmm. their placement. I've heard rumblings Joshua's appealing their placement. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how Joshua can appeal their placement considering they opted up. I, do, I don't think that case is going <laughs> to get a favorable review from the UIL uh, because they would just say, why, didn't you, why did you opt up? Mm-hmm. You should have just chose to not opt up. Lufkin, on the other hand, has a pretty good case. I do think they have a chance to possibly move districts, which would help Joshua's travel burden out for sure. 
and it would take one tough team out of District 75A Division One. However, 75A Division One is still loaded with tough teams. We're talking Highland Park mm-hmm. dropping down from 6A, and we know you know Highland Park that mm-hmm. they're going to be they're Known as consistent yes. yeah they're as consistent as it gets they're going to win double digits they're going to be at minimum playing on Thanksgiving weekend it's just what the Scots do Scotties find a way as a great a man once told us um Red Oak who I believe is fresh off a uh 12 and 1 season last mm-hmm. year lost to uh, Alito in the third round of the playoffs uber talented team Red Oak right there on that South Dallas corridor there on on I35E they're going to be talented as heck Burleson Centennial, who played for a regional final two years ago. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a down year last year, still a playoff team. Should be much improved next year. Uh, Midlothian, who was a regional finalist two years ago, took Alito to the mat in that great playoff game in Midlothian in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoff team from last year. Doug Wendell does a great job with Midlothian, and they're always tough. Tyler High, who made huge strides last year under first-year head coach Rashawn Woods. I expect Tyler to be in the mix. And then if Lufkin is in this district, Lufkin, another team that was close to a playoff spot last year, should be improved next year as well. Basically, Joshua and Cleburne are fighting for seventh place mm-hmm. in this district. It's a brutal draw. It did not go well for Joshua. It was it was a tough day for them. So you have to you, you just can't avoid it. It was a it was as bad as it gets for Joshua. And I don't think anyone there saw that coming. No. It was it was I didn't see that district coming. I, I was shocked when I saw that district. It it yeah. was nothing I had on my bingo card. Yeah, the seven five A D one. And it shocked people from a from a travel perspective, but like you're exactly right. If you zoom out and you take a look at a team like Joshua who had hopes of like really landing in a in a in a, in a I think they hope they district. were in some constitution of three five A division yeah. one, maybe with Burleson and Cleburne going west. Yeah. And just didn't, didn't. I think they had realistic hopes. If we get yeah. and, and if we get the right alignment, we can maybe challenge for a fourth playoff yeah. spot. Instead, I think in a good scenario they went they win one district game next year. And that's probably the best scenario. Okay. So so a lot of the teams we're going to be talking about as far as teams that 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 came up short, came up on the wrong end of it um, are teams that changed regions or changed classifications. Something like that. Matt Sub, I present to you a team that did neither of those. In fact, a couple of teams that did neither of those that I think really, really got hammered by realignment. Matt Sub, I take a look at what happened between Rogers, Lexington, and Comfort. Mm-hmm. And the way that that broke for them, all three teams that are now piled into 13-3A Division Two, Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is low-key. Every team made the playoffs last year. Low-key, low the, the most... Like, everyone's going to be talking about 11-6A, and I understand that. But, like, low-key, one of the toughest districts in Texas. Sure. 13-3A Division Two is tough, yeah. Is brutal. And for those teams, I mean, essentially what ends up happening is that Blanco drops down into their district... Right, but it's not just that. It's not just Blanco. And by the way, Thrall ain't nothing to, to turn your nose up at. A team that that made the pl- was a playoff team moving up from two A Division one. But furthermore, I think Region four of three A Division two got a real glow up here mm-hmm. in in this re- in this realignment with the addition of Blanco, the addition of Vanderbilt Industrial. Uh, this is a really solid. This is a really solid region that the region got tougher, and they got thrust into the toughest district, where you're going to have a really good team finish fourth in that district, and they're going to play probably Tide Haven in the first round of the play. I mean, depending on what – I mean, could be Tide Haven, could be – Industrial. Industrial. You're going to be playing them in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. East Bernard, maybe. Like, that is a – from everything, as far as not changing classifications or regions – and just the sand shifting around you. Yeah. I guess Blanco dropped. I guess yeah. that was the only one. That was right? the only one. Yeah. But it made the region tougher. And now you're in a district where, all right, if you finish second, you could be seeing industrial in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It is not. I think everything kind of all of the circumstances around them, that all the sands shifted around them and not necessarily to them, mm-hmm. that made it for those teams that it was a pretty – that was a tough day uh, for them on, on, on Thursday. And by the way, that's tough travel too. 
It's a big it's a big swath going from one side of Austin to another. Yeah. It's a very, very intriguing district there. And in thirteen three of the division two, if I didn't if I wasn't going to talk about it here, I'd certainly be talking about it when we get to our, sure. our districts that we're most interested sure. in. What about you give me another team that you think got uh, got the uh, not a raw deal, but came up came up short. Sure. There's four teams. It's yeah. a group of teams and it's the Pasadena ISD six A's. Oh buddy. So Pasadena so first off, Pasadena High, who who has been a doormat in six A, drops down to five A. They would have been pa- paired with Dobie, Memorial, Rayburn, and South Houston. They drop out. And those four schools trade basically Pasadena High, Channel View, and Deer Park for Pearland, Pearland Dawson, Shadow Creek, and Manville. Really tough draw for the Pasadena ISD 6As. I mean, I'm looking at District 22 6A, and it's – it's tough for me to see how any of those Pasadena schools can even challenge for one playoff spot. It, it did not work out well for them. Um, I feel like the four playoff teams in 22-6A are Shadow Creek, Manville, Pearland, and Dawson yeah. in some order. I, you know, Alvin is kind of the other one on the outside looking in, but Alvin knows they have to go with Shadow Creek and Manville. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the deal. But like Dobie, Rayburn Memorial, really, really tough draw for them. It's going to be uh, – it's gonna be tough in twenty two to six A for those Pasadena schools, let me tell you. Not not a good day for Pasadena ISD. Yeah. That's that's tough. To I mean, to to be like the passenger on what's gonna be Alvin versus Pearland like warfare. Yeah. To end to be like, hey, we're here too. Like collateral damage in a lot of ways. All right. Matt Step, another team that drops down and I think drops down into a brutal situation. Buddy, say a quick prayer for the Warriors of Victoria West. Buddy. Yes. This. So they dropped I, down from 581 to 582. I think they're one of the ones who may be appealing. Are they? I've heard rumblings that there may be an appeal coming okay. for West. So they land in District 13, 582, Division 2. They dropped down from 581 mm-hmm. to 582. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good year. They went to the area playoffs. Yeah. They eight and four good last, team year. last year. Good year. And they get thrust into what can only be described as a South Texas San Antonio just just, just wood, chipper. wood chipper. Yeah, yeah. With Bernie, mm-hmm. Alamo Heights, San Antonio Veterans Memorial, and by the way, Harlandale wasn't bad. No, Harlandale had a great year last Harlandale year. Harlandale had a very good year last year. Um, this is, bru- I mean, between them, I mean. Tyvee was a six and four team last year. Every team here, the worst team in this district McCollum. was McCollum. They went five and five. Yeah, they went five and five. Technically, Victoria West had a losing record, but they were six and seven. Mm-hmm. I think for Victoria West, now it is interesting. I do wonder if because that's uh, they're right in, they're on an island, right? That Victoria team, and I I thought in my thought was they're going to go to the coast. They're going to go to the coastal bend. Distance-wise, it's closer for them to go to Corpus Christi than yeah. it is to San Antonio. So, so I, I think that's what them, – them, much like Lufkin, to me, have two of the better cases for an appeal. To win because an appeal. Because when you look at District 14, District 14, those trips are all closer for Victoria yeah. than it is to go into – Especially, like, Bernie and Kerrville Tyvee are west of San Antonio. Yeah. Victoria's – so Victoria's got to go all the way through San Antonio to get to those places. I think Victoria has a, has a legit case – uh, for the for their realignment appeal. Now, ironically, I don't think Victoria East in five A Division One has much of a case because I don't think there was any good place to put them. But West, I think, has a s- legit case. Yeah, I think that that they are a a team that could um, that 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 I think is they're um, yeah, I think it's. But if they stay, it's a brutal district. It it's is. a brutal draw. Yeah. All right. What is your fine? Give me one more team that uh, that struggled on realignment day. It's two teams, and I and I don't think this is a surprise, but but definitely it. Turned out poorly for them, and that's Gatesville and Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a surprise. Not a surprise because of the way things shook. But man, you, you know, they, they, I'm sure they were like hoping, well, maybe you know, maybe we'll swing south, especially Gatesville. Gatesville's yeah. south of Waco. Maybe yeah. Gatesville's like, you know, maybe we'll swing south. Nope. They get thrown in District 12, 4A Division Two. And by the way, Gatesville area around playoff team last year. Robinson mm-hmm. playoff team last year. They get thrown out of district with Waco Conley, who was a district opponent last year and who won the district last year. Mm-hmm. Waco Conley was nine and three, ten and two last year. Had a great. The cadets are always talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you add in twenty twenty two three A Division One state champion Lorena. Sure. 
add in 2021 and 2022 4A Division II and Division I state champion China Spring. And just for grins, we're going to throw in Don Hyde's Waco La Vega Pirates, who expect to be very strong next year. In my opinion, 12-4A Division II, the toughest district in Class 4A Division II, top to bottom. And Gatesville and Robinson are going to have to pull a couple of upsets just to, just to get into the playoffs. Yes, absolutely. Like, this district is absolutely brutal. It's going to be just gladiator warfare every week in this district when we get down to district play. These are some headline matchups that we're going to see fighting for. Like, there's going to be a really good team finish third in this district. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you're in 11-4A Division II, you're looking over there going, really? Yeah. I finished second behind Belleville, and I got to play China Spring or La Vega yeah. or Conley? That's not fun at all. No. It's uh, pretty – And then Gatesville and Robinson are just like, like – it's just brutal. It's a tough yeah. draw. This is a brutal, brutal district. Those are some teams that uh, that did not win on realignment day, in our opinion. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. All right, Matthew. We're going to round this out with some district talk. Team uh, districts that we are most interested in. Once again, this is very much like our game draft in that there are districts that I can tell you are really good. They're very good. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the best districts, but the districts that you are most interested in mm-hmm. the d- districts that you're going to f- that, that you're going to be paying most attention to i'll give you the first pick give me a district that you are most interested in i'm gonna take the easy route here <laughs> okay and go 11 6a no way it's <laughs> you talk about brutal draws i think for everyone involved this is a brutal draw yeah. i mean you got DeSoto, the yeah. undisputed state the undisputed best team in texas in 2023 Absolutely. who had a 5a enrollment by the way and yes. opted up mm-hmm Duncanville, a resurgent Cedar Hill under Nick Ward, who mm-hmm. went to the fourth round of the playoffs last year. You have always tough Waxahachie, another area round playoff team. So that's four teams right there who got at least two rounds deep in the 6A playoffs last year. Oh, and by the way, we're going to add in a regional finalist from 5A Division One in Lancaster. In Lancaster. Yeah. And then we're going to throw in a rapidly improving Dallas Skyline squad mm-hmm. under Jacoby Coleman, who who was a night and day different team last year, and it will only be better next year. And then you add in Mesquite Horn, uber talented, underachieved a year ago, but they're still dangerous and talented. Poor Mesquite is over. Demarcus Harris at Mesquite's got to be like, really, who did I piss off at the UIL to get this draw? I know. But this district every week is going to be fun. They're going to start early. It's eight, 18 districts, so week four – we're going to get district games and consequential games every week in the DFW Metroplex in this district. I'm fired up for this group. That is going to be a really, really tough district. Yeah. 11-6A is going to be brutal each and every week. And there's Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, there's going to be one good team minimum left out of the playoffs. At minimum, yeah. yeah. I, I think there could be – I think this, you could take the sixth-place team in 11-6A and put them in a lot of other 6A districts, and they'd finish second or third at yeah, worst. I think so. All right, I'm going to go same region, actually, of the same classification. I feel like we ain't talking enough about 15-6A, okay? 15-6A. But the Klein? Yes. Yeah. This is the smashing together, essentially, of what was 15-6A, and then you're adding in the Magnolia schools with Magnolia and Magnolia West. And Mm -hmm. by the way... Those teams were really good last year. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And I am absolutely fa- – I mean, you had six playoff teams in this district. It's a nine-team district, which is interesting in and of itself. Six of them were playoff teams, and all six of those teams won a playoff game. Okay? Yeah. Klein Collins, Tomball Memorial, Klein Kane, Tomball, Magnolia, and Magnolia West – all playoff teams all won at least one one playoff game. And by the way, Magnolia West took Smithson Valley to the wire in the area round, mm-hmm. a team that eventually played a state championship. Klein Collins got beat by one by the Woodlands, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, these were two – These this is a tough district. And by the way, I think Klein Forest is on the come up. Yeah. You look at Klein Oak, another team that, that we know can, 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 make, can make strides. 
I look at this district as a nine-team district, so it's good. district play is going to hit real quick. Week three. Week three, and it's going to be fun to watch. You better it's, be ready to play. Off at, at Those two non-district games for yeah. those schools are going to be huge because you're playing consequential football in September, early September. Yeah, it is. Man, 15-6A is going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, what's next? I'm going to go to 5A Division Two. District 9. Mm. I'm very intrigued by District 9 because you've got a couple of new powerhouses in this district going head up with some established powers in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. The uh, new, new, new kids on the block, you got Iowa Colony up from Class 4A Division 1, yeah. and the Pioneers are going to be a problem. They were 11-2 and two last year and didn't have any seniors. This is the first year they're going to have seniors, and they went 11-2 and two last year. I know they're moving up. Iowa, Ray Garza's ball club is going to be tough. They're going to be a problem. And then you got the other new, new kid on the block, Richmond Randall. And in their second year as a varsity program, they got into the playoffs. And, you know, all they did in the first round of the playoffs was knock off now district rival Fort Ben Marshall 35-24. Yeah. And let me tell you, Richmond Randall, they have a sophomore running back, Landon Callis. Yeah. The real stinking deal. He had a monster freshman year. He is the truth. He's a kid who's going to be potential. Greg Powers is probably going to have him on this five-star watch yeah, list. He's absolutely. that good. Randall also went 11-2 and two last year, and they bring a ton back. So those are your two new kids on the block. Then you got the established powers in Fort Ben Marshall, who lost in the first round of the playoffs to Randall. I don't expect James Williams Ball Club to take, take that lying down and take that lightly. Nope. And then you have Texas City. Always tough Texas City Ball Club. Uh, the Stingerees, um, you know, another solid team. They had a good year last year. They went 9-2. and two. Um, Another first-round playoff, you know, lost in the first round of playoffs, a little bit disappointing for them. Uh, but Texas City always, always tough. They lost to Huntsville 10-7 to seven in the first round of playoffs last year. So Texas City going to be a team in the mix. I think everyone is talking about Liberty Hill moving over to Region 3 and finally Division 2, and rightfully so. I think your regional champion could come out of this district. These – these this these top four in nine five A D two are really, really good football teams. Yeah, this is a tough, tough district. And is going to they're gonna be some really competitive and I think close games throughout the course of that, that district play. It should be it should be a lot of fun to watch. All right. I'm gonna go to four A D one. And I I like districts that are kind of I like Smashburger districts mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you're just taking a bunch of things and you're just smashing them all together. I think I know which district you're talking about because this, this was on my list. 7-4-A-D-1? Yes. I'm excited about 7-4-A-D-1. 7-4-A-D-1 is two teams from the old 7-4-A-D-1, Salina and Panther Creek, mm-hmm. the two best teams from the old 7-4-A-D-1. Correct. Three teams from out east in 8-4-A-D-1, which was Sulphur Springs, Paris, Nevada Community. Mm-hmm. You have a 5A drop down in Lake Dallas. A playoff team. A 10-win team last year. And you've got a 4A Division II promotion, so to speak, with Aubrey, which was a regional semifinalist last year and lost to Gilmer. 9-4 and and last year? 8-4, uh, and four, yeah. Won their district. District champion. Yeah. I think the year before they were a 10-win team. Aubrey's been a basically ten, a pretty a second, third, fourth-round playoff team the last three, four years. These teams, these seven teams, all right, seven teams? These seven teams combined, combined for, is that right? Nine district losses last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And four of those were for Nevada Community, who's, who's on the come-up. They're, they're, they're improving, but, like, they're going to be the underdogs in this district. Yeah, but you look at Paris last year. Paris was four and seven last year. Yeah, two of their two of their losses were to Salina. They lost by three to Gilmer, mm-hmm. by one to Van, and by one to Anna, and by seven to Sulphur Springs. Yeah, like Paris is a good football yes, team. Yes, they are. Like, don't look at their record and think Paris is some pushover. No, like they lost to Anna by a point. That's a that's yeah. It's a good seven four a. There's gonna be. And it's rare to say in 4A Division One because 4A Division One those districts get very top heavy. There's like two teams maybe. Seven 4A Division One, I think goes six deep. Yeah, I think like you look at this. If you were to stack them up just based on like the computer ranking from last year, Sulphur Springs is out of the playoffs. Sulphur Springs, mm-hmm. like an eight and three ball club last year. Yeah, a team that went four and one in district play. Yeah, 
it's a very, very tough district. It's a really tough one. district. You, tough. you don't see that often in 4A Division One. a district that goes six deep in 4A Division It's crazy. One. All right, give me one more district you're keeping your eye on. I'm going to give you a district that I think goes maybe six deep in 3A Division One. Can I interest you in District 3, 3A Division One in the big country? Mm-hmm. Where we've got the one team. Now, five of the six teams made the playoffs last year. There was one team who did not make the playoffs. And you're thinking, oh, it's probably San Angelo TLC, right? No. They made the playoffs last year. It's the Breckenridge Buckaroos, who were who the, the lone team who missed the playoffs last year, going four and six and missing out on the playoffs because of a three-point loss to Iowa Park in district play. Joining Casey Pierce's Breckenridge Buckaroos are, Buckaroos are the Clyde Bulldogs, who posted a, a pretty special 11-2 and record last year. Now, they lose a great player in mm-hmm. Austin Carr, mm-hmm. but, but Coach Danny Dutch yep. has done a great job there. Should have Clyde right back in the mix. The Gymnet Indians, who finished 8-3 and three last year. Gymnet, a perennial power in the big country. I know they got to replace their head coach. Matt Fanning left to go to Harden-Simmons. Jim Ned's going to be fine. Don't worry. They're going to be in the mix. Comanche, up from 3A Division Two, who made the third round of the playoffs last year. You know Joaquin Escobar's team is going to be mm-hmm. ready to go to prove doubters wrong. They can make the jump to Division One and be a contender. Mm-hmm. The Sweetwater Mustangs, who dropped down from 4A Division Two after going to the area round of the playoffs last year. And then you have San Angelo TLC also moving up from 3A Division Two who finished 5-6 and six and losing in the first round of the playoffs. This is a crazy deep district for a Class 3A Division One district. The, the big country is going to get some good football with these six teams going at it week in and week out uh, down there in 3-3A Division One. I'm, there's, there's some really – this, this speaks you, – you, uh, today on Texas Football Today, you did, you did the state of Texas high school football. Districts like this in 3-3A Division One. Tell me the state of Texas high school football is great. Yes. Because you don't see a six-deep district in Class 3A very often, and then especially with the split divisions. You know, people say, oh, the split divisions, water it down, blah, blah, blah. It's a good district right here. 3-3A Division One, a lot of fun football. All right. I'm going to round it out with another district that I think is just somehow flying under the radar, maybe just because of the geography part of it. Are we just going to let 15-5A Division One just, like, coast? 15-5A Division One, Buddy, we've got PSJA North mm-hmm. and Westlaco East. Plus Harlingen South, by the way. Mm-hmm. Plus Donna, who's a playoff team. Plus PSJA Memorial, who is a playoff team. Yeah, Will Littleton did an unbelievable job at Memorial last year. Taking on two of the best teams from Corpus Christi. Yeah. In Flower Bluff and Veterans Memorial. Who you know, uh, Flower Bluff dropping down a division or dro- yeah dropping down da- moving, uh, moving up moving mm-hmm. up a division, um, and then Corpus Christi Vets there as well. This is for all we talk like I remember back with the last realignment. The last realignment, we were sta- taking a look at five A Division One Region Four, and we were like, man, it's it, the Valley's time. It's the Valley's time. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. It's not. It's not <laughs> new because. Smithson Valley moves into the re- moves into the region. New Braunfels drops down and moves into the region. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Piper drops moves down, up. moves in, moves up and into the region. Mm-hmm. Right? Wagner moves back over. A low key thing about this was San Antonio Wagner, who mm-hmm. kind of dominated that region. They moved back over to Region Four. How about San Antonio J dropping from six A? Yeah. Into District 14. Jay was a third round playoff mm-hmm. team in 6A last mm-hmm. year. Absolutely. Region 4 and 5A Division 1 got deeper. significantly deeper. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot tougher road for, exactly for teams right. in the Valley. And that district, though, 15 5A Division 1, I think is going to be a real dogfight for yeah. these teams, mm-hmm. for these playoff spots. And you got to finish as high as possible now. Like it used to be, if you mess around and finish second in district, Okay, the region's soft enough. We can get, get going. We can, we can get our momentum in the playoffs. Yeah, get our, get, nope, get you better moving. be ready to go round one. Round one. Mm-hmm. Round one, and then by the way, you're probably you're you're te- seeing a team almost certainly from San Antonio in the second round. Yeah, and you better be put your big boy big boy pants. Exactly on. right. Yeah, but I look at fifteen five eighty one, and I think there's going to be some high stakes games there with the way that things the way that things break. Um, but yeah, fifteen five eighty one is a really low key tough district. That is going to have a couple. I mean, they had that's a nine-team district. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's a nine-team district, dude. Seven made the playoffs. Yeah, it's a lot of depth. A lot of good football teams. A lot of good football there in fifteen five eighty one. So there you go. Anything else we missed on realignment? 
We've got a ton of stuff on Texas yeah, football. Yeah, go to texasfootball.com. Tepper's got articles. I got articles. I got another article coming out with um, some of my toughest districts. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and this, there, there'll be some districts you've heard. Um, and then I'm actually working tonight, going to start working on a mock 7A alignment scenario. Because <laughs> everybody talks about 7A, we'll – We'll be asking the UIL about that mm-hmm. at some point, maybe at coaching school when we have our yearly press conference. Um, I'm, I, I want to see how plausible a 7A is using the current teams we have now. What, would 7A have been feasibly possible in 2024? I'm going to put pen to paper and we're going to see. And, right. and I'm going to share the results with the world. Well, with subscribers. With subscribers. But you <laughs> – Which you are you a subscriber. You are our world. listening to this. You are our so, world. Yeah, so that, that's uh, – and then I think that might put a bow – you got you may have some other realignment stuff on Texas football today coming. Yeah, we're just going to kick it around for yeah. a while. So, um, And then then after that, I think we're – you know, kind of if you want to pull the curtain back a little bit, we're going to start getting ready for the magazine here. This magazine season. We're going to be uh, – I got to work on – We're about to be in magazine. We're going to have a big together. meeting next week, talk about the magazine. Yeah. Put together. You're putting me on the cover this year. This I know. Is, we're so finally doing the men of Dave Campbell's yeah. Texas football. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, coaching change season is hot and heavy. And so, yeah. And then yeah. before you know it, like literally, I, and also I should be getting the 7-on-7 seven seven schedule any day now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's early February now. Before you know it, it'll be early May, and I'll be at SQTs. Off season don't stop. It really doesn't. And no. that makes me really tense. Um, makes makes my wife my wife hates. She's like, does football season ever end? No, honey, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not in Texas. It's three sixty five. Exactly right. It's gonna do it for us. Thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next time on Tepper Stuff. <laughs>